100 percent. What's up, buddy? Not too much. How you doing, bud? I am. Uh, well, I can't hear out of my right ear. Oh no. So, I just want to forewarn the podcast listeners beforehand that I may say what and huh what or what was that again? Uh, multiple times to you. That's fine. Which right sure, ear. What? Yeah, my right okay, ear. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so because yeah, you, my left ear. You got the left one pointed at me. Pretty normally, well. I do. Yeah. Um. So the right ear is. Uh, I was having some issues, and then I tried to do some drops, and now I can't hear anything <laughs> out of that ear. It's just. Yeah. Well, what kind of drops you got? Are they like medicated, or are they just? Uh... I got two different types of drops. I got medicated drops, and I got ear like. Wax removal drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, those got to sit in there. You, it seemed like you're a work. I know it's uncomfortable when you got that like water feeling sloshing around in your ear, but I'm pretty sure you just let those sit. Well, also just not being able to hear. Being a musician, like I've band practice in two days. Ooh, which is fine as long as I can mm-hmm. hear out of this one ear. But I might have to go to the doctor tomorrow. Um, if the- Did you guys move off Monday nights, or is this just a this this just this week? Uh, it's been the storms. Oh, gotcha. Like, last Monday we were supposed to jam, and then um, uh, the, yeah. Then the same thing happened, the storms, and then we just kept putting it off till um, I was supposed to be in Toledo and Solon on Friday, so mm-hmm. then, like, they wanted to do Friday, and I couldn't because of work. Yeah. And then this week it was, uh, the weather hit real bad, and one of the guys drive out from Parma Heights or Parma, uh-huh. and he pretty much said he wouldn't One of them works in it, too, right? Yeah. That's got to be fun. Yeah, one of them drives... You know, delivering mail through it, and so yeah. that has to be awesome. Oh, he's not on a mostly walking route anymore. Not anymore. He, oh, uh, good. Yeah, good for him, right? He had some calves, though, bro. <laughs> he had some fucking good calves going. So yes, yeah, he was jacked. And not that he's not jacked still, but yeah. like it was like I hadn't seen him in a while. This is my buddy Steve. Shout out Steve who listens. Yeah, Steve the mailman. Steve, feel free to text or uh, call in sometime, man. Um, you can always text us at 216-260-5484 or give us a call and leave us a message. Yeah, so he's driving nowadays, so good for him. Um, he, he's earned his... Uh... <laughs> I forgot he listens now. Yeah. Yes, Steve. <laughs> I admired your calves. <laughs> As a Polish man with a stacked lower body, I, I respect it. <laughs> I can respect a good calf. So, yeah, he's not walking. I think he was walking like 10 miles a day when he was mm-hmm. out at a different route. Now mm-hmm. he's driving. And uh, good for him. But, he, you know, he's he's at like me. You know, he worked there so long that it was <clears> like <throat> you get certain props. You know, I've been at my company for over 15 years. So it's like there are certain things I'm allowed to tell them no to anymore, which, you know, it it, I, that yeah. was, it it took me a while to be like that, you know. Normally, I was always the game player, the the team player. And oh yeah, you've got to be for a while at a new job, and if, you, if you care at all about keeping the job. Yes, and now it's like, oh, you want me to do that? <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> Find someone else. You gonna fire me? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let me get back to you. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Joe's ready to just leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm waiting for someone to eventually go, like, you have to do this. I'm like, do I have to? <laughs> because I really don't have to. <laughs> I could go on Reddit anti-work. They'll tell me I don't have to. Have you been on Reddit anti-work? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, so many communities. Like, they're they're pretty cool and, and good, like, especially from someone who, I don't know, I feel like... 
there wasn't enough of that attitude when we were growing up. And it was just like, yeah, you have a shitty job and you have these 35 year old store managers and 50 year olds that are just going to treat you like a piece of shit and whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's just like their relationship subreddits. It's like, ah, oh, you know, sometimes my wife gets very emotional. I just want to know how to fucking divorce her. Right. <laughs> you or, can't put up with that. She's making her emotions your pro- break up with her. Well, uh, f- what about our three kids? <laughs> just div- get out of there, man. Yeah. Get out. Red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing with anti-work, too. It's like some people will be like, my boss expects me to show up on time every day. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, your boss wants you to be there at a certain time. That's not really anti-work. I make $47 an hour. I can't deal with this bullshit, you know? And then, then like, really anti-work was for the people that are making minimum wage working at, you know, McDonald's, working three jobs Mm -hmm. that have to, you know, to survive. Um, I guess I'm good. It's... It's better than some of those other ones that are really toxic, but every once in a while there's there's some of those posts too where it's like, ah, just fucking grow up. Well, my favorite, I, I have to say my favorite from the anti-work, fake or not, are those texts from the boss that are like, hey, uh, so-and-so canceled, I need you to come in today. Oh, and then like the person replies like, well, I've worked seven days in a row. Oh, God damn, Lou. Um, I've worked seven days in a row. I'm not sure I can make it in today. Well, your job depends on it. And the person replies, "Okay, I quit." And they're like, "Well, don't act too hastily. Don't don't just quit on us, you yeah. know." Like, it's always the good ones where somebody tries quitting, and then they're like, "We'll we'll just talk about it tomorrow." And then they're like, "You're going a week unpaid. <laughs> what do you? What do you? You're trying to like punish me? I already was like gonna quit. Yeah. What do, what do you want? Yeah. This job sucked as it is. I literally took it just to. Yeah. There was one. There was one post on there. Where a guy literally worked for two days so he could make enough money to get something mm-hmm. and quit. And then, like, he took the he got a text from the manager like, "You literally worked two days." And it wasn't even working. You know, you're doing training at that. Yeah, point. yeah, that's kind of a dick move. It is, but <laughs> you know, that's up there with like. Uh, I think my favorite ones are kind of like the malicious compliance, though. Like, malicious I love compliance malicious compliance, and the best anti-work ones are usually like, "There's this dumb fucking rule," so I fucking obliged by the rule but at the same time made it uh, so annoying for them you know what my favorite reddit page is mm, rule 34 no really big show reddit page oh, shout out to the really big show reddit guys <laughs> those are the guys are my favorite I'm a, I'm a mod on that I would love to hang out with those guys more I'm not sucking off the, the probably a main contingent of our listeners but I would hang out there more but I cannot listen to that show I just cannot listen to it oh it was so it's so bad and then their transmitter, their trans transmitter, transmitter was down from the snowstorm. They didn't know, <laughs> so for like two days, eight, their radio station was static. <laughs> and I remember turning it on. I'm like, man, it, it's weird. Like normally, I can hear the. You know, I was driving to work. Mm-hmm. Normally, I can listen to eight fifty on my way to work, and it was just down. It was nothing but static. And I texted a couple of people from the Reddit page, and yeah, I like that you ratted them out to Michael Buffer many times, many times. <laughs> Many, many, many times. I've read that amount of many people, but Michael Buffer, like recently, because um, one of the hosts called him a litig- litigious. litigious. What is litigious. It? litigious son of a bitch. Yeah. Just means you sue people a lot. Oh. Which he does. M- Michael Buffer, ESPN. Uh, I'm assuming both of the Buffers <laughs> do. Yeah, I assume so too. I mean, that's a likeness thing, and that's definitely like uh, intellectual property and likeness rights and stuff like that. If you don't vigorously 
go after everybody that uses your shit. Like, that's why a lot of the times people get mad, like, Ohio State's really got to come after me for this one little O I put on these wood signs I'm selling. It's like, it's kind of if they don't, then they can lose their their copyrights and trademarks and stuff. So Well, even Marvel does it. So think, uh-huh. so I, I, I'm assuming some people are Marvel comic book fans that listen to it, but all of a sudden you'll see a Marvel comic come out from a character from 1996 that no one's heard of. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. think of, like, Night Thrasher. Or fucking, you know, um, Terror Incorporated, who's one of my favorites, or uh, Space. You know, just all these guys that'll just, all of a sudden, they do mm-hmm. a comic book with them real quick. Um, Moon Knight probably fell into that. A uh, Moon Knight was always pretty big within the the the, the scene. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking more like those 90s characters. That like, yeah. I would just, I, w- I guess I would have assumed Moon Knight is not, Moon Knight was not also always having his own runs. But maybe he is. No, he is. He normally does. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. But like Madcap, you ever hear of Madcap? I've heard the name, but he like was a bad guy against Deadpool and some other people. But he was just kind of around the nineties. Mm-hmm. They brought him back for his own his own comic book for so they don't have to do anything with Madcap for <laughs> like ten years or whatever the thing is. So it doesn't go into a public domain, right? Yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah, yep, yep. So yeah, no, that's funny that because every time I, I'm like, I'll go into the comic book shop, uh, Ground Zero Cards and Comics. And I'll go, oh, man, there's a new uh, Deathhead comic book out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, they're, the rights were coming up. <laughs> so they had to make a Deathhead comic book. You know they put all their effort into it. Too. Yeah. And actually, some of those are actually really fun. So one of them was Deadpool Heroes for Hire. And and he literally, he literally uh, brought in all these guys that were, you know, guys that that would haven't been talked about forever. I... Uh, what was the one? Anti? No. What was the guy? Uh, Fool Killer. You ever hear of Fool Killer? No. Yeah. So they brought him back just recently, just so they could. And he has such cool storyline. He's just a kind of a normal dude with an outfit that kills quote unquote fools. You know, mm-hmm. um, bad guys that are you know. But yeah, so they the Marvel does the same thing um, to uh, make sure they keep uh, everyone uh, that you know. Uh, I know they're owned by Disney, but you know, so that. Um, I don't know what's a sci-fi can't make a, a sketch about or a TV show about Fool Killer. Yeah. Thank God. They would have been right on that. Sci-fi only does stuff with Tracy Morgan. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome to the Slur Speech Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I apologize once again. Uh, I can't hear out of my right ear, so if this might be a little goofy for... It's not goofy for you guys. You guys can... <laughs> Should I make half the podcast where you can... You can't hear out of your right ear on it? No, I don't think you should. I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't think you should. I am. Just randomly cut my audio. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're in stereo. Mm-hmm. So, I'll just cut the right chip. I'm sure channel. people would love to hear that, especially like when they're driving around. <laughs> and wondering why their car stereo isn't working right. Yeah, Take yeah. it to the dealership. I just bought these new Beats. <laughs> These are five dollar hundred headphones. I'm gonna write Doctor J- Doctor Dre. Uh, speaking of Doctor Dre, did you see the halftime uh, Super Bowl halftime show? Uh, I heard about it a while ago when they kind of listed who all was gonna be in it. Sounds like it's gonna be a a wild one. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I think for like I'm a huge hip hop fan, and that's mm-hmm. '90s hip hop is obviously um, my kind of main thing I'm into. Yeah. Um. So Snoop Dogg. 
uh, Eminem, uh, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, and mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar. But I don't mm-hmm. think Kendrick's really 80s but or 90s, but Kendrick Lamar still rocks. Mm-hmm. And the promo for it was a lot of fun. It was like all of them like in their like kind of. I don't think I saw the promo. Yeah, so they're they're like it starts off with Eminem, <clears throat> and he's in the lab with Slim Shady, and they're like fighting back and forth. You know what yeah. I mean? And then it goes, and he's like, he answers the phone, and all the Snoop Dogg, and he's smoking a joint, you know. Yeah. I usually can get behind any of them that are uh, not the major pop star ones. Like Gaga, I don't really care about. I'll admit The weekend, who I don't care about did a pretty good one. I have to say, like, I never cared or didn't know who The weekend was until the band started doing songs. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing, like, three weekend songs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like trying like i i feel like i'm trying so hard not to like them you know and i'm listening to these songs yeah and like i said i still wasn't into it but i i could sit back and say he did a good job i'm i don't know maybe i'm becoming curmudgeon the whole aspect of the fact that people probably go to the super bowl to watch the halftime show instead of watching the biggest football game of the year kind of of fucks with me at this point yeah and then the best part like and they've had so like i really like the who i mean Mm -hmm. i thought they're innovators and everything that halftime show was so bad. I think that was like fifteen years ago. But mm-hmm. like, remember they came out like they were tinny and like they, you went to go do a solo and you probably don't remember this, but Pete Townsend goes to do a solo and it's just like, bah, 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 bah. and I'm like, dude, I love the Who. Mm-hmm. I literally I have an album. I yeah, you, you know, it, it was just so bad. I kind of remembered that being the case. Um, I didn't remember any specifics like you just said. But, but you know who did a really good job for the Boomers? Tom Petty. Tom Petty did a really good Tom Petty. I thought Springsteen did a good job, but nobody – it pretty much got panned because everybody – I don't know. It's fun to hate on Bruce Springsteen. It I really think. is. It's fun to hate on that Americana rock. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Well, the thing is, it's like, what is it? Bruce Springsteen, who's the other guy? Bob Seger, maybe? See the yeah. Americana? Yep. Yeah. And, but I both lo- I love both of those guys. Yeah. I mean – Bobby hates them both. Does he? Yeah, he likes to joke that they're the same person. Kind of like uh, I I don't think they are. Modest Mouse and Franz Ferdinand. Franz Ferdinand and Modest Mouse, I would have to disagree with that. But the only Franz Ferdinand. No, they don't sound alike. It's just that those are like two of Coley's favorite bands. And so whenever they come out, I'm like, yeah, I like like Modest Mouse. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Prince was pretty good. Prince killed it in the Super Bowl show. Yeah. Um, Jan Jackson showed her boobies. That was pretty cool. (laughs) I like boobies. Uh,. I just like that she got hammered so hard. And, she pretty and she, much disappeared. Yeah, and Justin Timberlake kind of like people he were upset with him for like out. three days. Yeah. I didn't know. Okay, who the wardrobe malfunction? I love that the wardrobe malfunction. When I can you look up that when that was real quick? Because I just want to say I remember as a young man watching that, and they're like wardrobe malfunction the next day, like wardrobe malfunction, and I'm thinking. Wardrobe malfunction. That dude pulled her booby out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, Beyonce? I didn't really like, I didn't care for hers. But, uh, you know, I'm not a fan. Not so. a fan, but I did appreciate all the internet trolling her. It, it came out pretty well. I guess, actually, that was pretty good. The Katy Perry one, too, just because of the sharks. I don't. Some oh, the Katy I only out. remember that because of the sharks. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember any of the show. I just remember the, the sharks. Sharks. Uh, Super Bowl 38, so that would have been 2004. Oh, right. It was, uh, was right coming out of oh, high school, yeah. showing our age. Yeah, February 2004, so we would have still been in high school. Yeah. Didn't even really think you about know, that. You know, I... I 
I was gonna make a joke like I would have graduated high school if it wasn't for Jan Jackson's booby showing. I just I, that was it. it. Derailed I was like, my life. She ruined my life. Jan Jackson showing her booby. I just I got into boobs. <laughs> I got into so much hardcore pasty pornography. I couldn't focus my senior year. <laughs> Kept me from going to Ohio State. I almost I Dude. almost crashed and burned and had to go to try C. Not that there's anything wrong with try C. Dude, I I think uh, M what MT or MTI is that one of the big ones at college? MIT, MIT, <laughs> MTI. <laughs> M, M, MIT was looking at me, man. Mm. Then I got in the boobs from that Janet Jackson Super Bowl. Too many boobs. <laughs> I wrote my college essay all about innovating a new engineering. <laughs> Fucking wardrobe that would automatically pop the tit off, and or not malfunction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would only pop off when you wanted it to, and if it was gonna malfunction and break, it would slap a pasty down real fast. <laughs> they didn't see. Uh, they said something about it being juvenile and not worth my uh, their academic pursuits. Yeah, well, shame on them because they don't know what they're missing. MTI. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, MLB Hall of Fame voting. You checked it out, huh? Real quick, dude. I before, no, I, I haven't actually. Because yeah. as soon as you said MLB, I'm just thinking about the lockout. I mm-hmm. don't know where that's at. But let's do. I don't fame. know where that's at at all either. Um, big thing is catchers and pitchers don't really report till what mid February, and then the rest of it starts up in March. So, I kind of assumed they wouldn't even really get. I mean, I'm you know people are working behind the scenes, but I I don't think you'll hear the rhetoric kick up and until they don't get anything done for another two or three weeks. Now I think once you get mid February and March, you'll start hearing more. But until it ruins the season and they're all losing money, and nobody's gonna care. Yeah, well, and it also kills baseball. It almost killed baseball. Not it, not that it's gonna kill baseball. Nothing's ever gonna kill baseball. But mm-hmm. last time this happened, baseball suffered pretty bad. It like, did because they were huge at the time, and I really think it opened up. Like the NBA really seized on it. And Hockey then really seized on it too. They did too. Um, and then the NFL, I think that's when they kind of became the juggernaut that they are now. I think they kind of just own domestic. Uh, because when was, when was that? Was that 93, 94 was the last time? 93, 94 season got interrupted. And then, yeah. Yep. And yeah. then, yeah. And I mean,. Um, obviously, Cleveland's always been a Browns town, but we didn't have the Browns at the time. Uh, Do we have the Browns? They left, I think, right after that. Right after that. Okay. So, yeah. And so the LLB took quite a hit, I mm-hmm. mean, from that. I, I, mm-hmm. I And they know it. I mean. Mm-hmm. I think we were a little bit. That actually, the, the Browns leaving, I think, kind of. The Browns leaving and then the Indians being so good right then kind of really yeah reversed well, what it was in the rest of the country between the MLB and the NFL. It was almost like it was rigged or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. Nah. Nah. Either way, though, I mean, I just I think the NFL just went along with that because they knew Cleveland would always be host to another NFL team again. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Kind of fucked up to think like, yeah, we can rip around this, rip out this historic franchise because we'll eventually be able to come back and they won't care that much. Um, yeah, yeah, no, the Indians got really, they got good that next year right after that. And then. Uh, they were already good in 93, 94. I remember I was pissed when that season ended. Were they? And, okay. And even as a kid, like, I knew we weren't usually good. I, I don't think you really start 
even realizing that when you're a kid. Like, you go to a game and it's a bummer when you lose, but at the same time, I don't think you – you don't have that knowledge of, like, man, we've been bad for so long. We can never make the playoffs. Yep. But, like, I remembered that, that like – I remember them signing off and just being like, this will probably be the last time we see baseball for a little bit. And I was just like, what am I going to do? Was Jacob's Field built at that time? Do you remember? Uh, I think the next year was the opening year, 94, 95, I think was when Jacob's Field built. No, it wasn't because part of the reason Art Bedell was so pissed was that the Indians got a brand new field built that Jacob's Field was built. Yeah. So it was probably built right around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was part of the reason because he wanted a new field built. And they were like, yep. But he was also broke. I mean, he sold the. I mean, if you watch that documentary, he was broke. Like, he he was broke, bro. Not liquid. No. Well, he wasn't broke, but, he, yeah, he was low on liquid assets, I guess. Okay. I don't know. What I remember the most is Andre Johnson. Was it Andre Johnson? Came out, and he's like, I don't care where I play. I play for, you know, the team. You know, like, I don't care if it's Cleveland. I don't care if it's, you know. Poop. The old poop nugget. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really, wasn't really that good. I mean, he was great before us, but then all of a sudden. He, yeah. It was like Sean Kemp coming here. All of a sudden, they. <sighs> fat. <laughs> 18,000 kids. He hit the tipping point of having more than 30 kids. <laughs> He's, he could still ball, though, when he came to Cleveland. He clearly was just out of shape and didn't care that much. But, like, he showed enough that it was like, man, this dude could still be really good if he wanted to be. Yeah. But. I just remember coming from the Super Science being like, Sean Kemp, you know, mm-hmm. and then watching. And like, Especially growing up on NBA Jam. Oh, 100%. Like, oh, man. He's one of the best players in the NBA. And he got here and it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with him? <laughs> What's he up? got a blood disease? Yeah. Is he dying? <laughs> his name's not Tractor Trailer. That's not his nickname. Did they run a medical evaluation on him? Send him back. Send him right, back. Shoot me some um, MLB Hall of Famers, brother. Okay. Well, the uh, the old timers, the uh, veterans, got picked back in December. Buck okay. Well, so old timers. What do you mean by that? Uh, these are people that have been off the ballot for a while. Okay. And they go into like a new league. So like, after ten years on the regular ballots, you get kicked off, and then you don't come back. I think until you've been out for. Oh, man, I don't know, 20 or 30 years. Sounds like what my dating life used to be like. Uh, Hey-oh. Hey-oh. <laughs> right, so, okay. All right, um, give me some old-timers. Uh, the old-timers, Buck O'Neill, Bud Fowler, Jim Cat, Tony Olivia, uh, Tony Oliva, um, Gil Hodges, and Minnie Mignoso. Those all sound like old-timers. Those are <laughs> sound like old-timers. I feel like <laughs> you don't really... I feel like, was it Tony Cat? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it would be no, like Jim Cat. Jim Cat. It would be like Tony me at a Oliva. Western Saloon in 1885. Oliva. Like, me and Jim Catter have a showdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get why they do that. It's people that kind of got missed and weren't super popular for some reason. Um, so on this ballot, you had uh, the the top vote getters. So you still had Sammy Sosa, Vizquel, Ramirez, Jeff Kent. Uh, A-Rod, I think, was on his first year. Um, Gary Sheffield, Andrew Jones, Billy Wagner, Todd Helen, and then Andrew, uh, Kurt, sorry, Kurt Schilling, Scott Rowland, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, and I think David Ortiz was a first time. Yeah, David Ortiz was first time on the ballot. Okay. Um, so in their 10th and final years on the ballot, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling all missed it. They're 
no longer going to be on the ballot until okay. they are the old timers. And we know why, right? Yes. Steroids. I mean, let's. Yep. Yep. Um, Scott Rowland. Uh, so they were the 70, 75% is a threshold. They were all 66 and, and below. Uh, Kurt Schilling was a little bit lower than the rest at 58.6. Scott Rowland. I think Kurt Schilling kind of came out, said some weird stuff lately. He's been a dick. Kind yeah. of, so I think he's kind of hurting. He's hurt his chances. Um, he also, his, I think the last couple years, and he did it again this year, he was like, I'm sick of getting attention for not making it in. Let's just congratulate the people that did. Okay. Um, and so the extensive list of your 2022 Baseball Hall of Fame um, inductees, David Ortiz. Okay. I don't, I mean, he never got accused of steroids, right? Or he got accused, but he, never... Allegedly, on the 2003 or 2004 testing, um, the MLB and the MLBPA, the Players Association, in conjunction with the federal government, decided to run um, anonymous testing to find out how prevalent use in baseball might have been. And then there were leaks of who was tested, leaks of people that possibly failed. Um, then a lot of things just came out after about how there could have definitely been false positives for legal supplements and things like that. Um, David Ortiz was rumored to have failed that test, um, blamed it on supplements he might have been given. Um, under good legal advice, he didn't really go into it in too much depth. Um, but the government came out after that as well as the MLB and was like, there were definitely issues with that testing. We It was really just to kind of see what might have been going on. It's like COVID testing, dude. Yeah. I mean, dude, I don't know how many times. You take, you take three COVID tests and one of them are negative, two are mm-hmm. positive. Anyways. So, I mean, there's the difference between Barry Bonds and Kurt Schilling who were – Mostly dicks for the, and, most of their career. An obvious steroid user. Very obviously a, stero- a huge steroid user. Roger Clemens, also very obvious. Kurt yeah. Schilling never seemed too buff or with the whole big head syndrome for me. Yeah, okay. Um, so I don't think he was as obvious, but I think Barry and him hurt himself because they were huge dicks to the media most of their careers. Yep. And then when asked about the steroid stuff, turned it up a level. Um, Roger Clemens definitely acted like a dick in a response to all the questions and shit about it. Um, David Ortiz, though, generally, he kept his mouth shut. Um, This is my legal disclaimer for the day. If you're in trouble, keep your mouth shut and have someone smarter than you tell you what you should or should not say. So I always, you know. And he was uh, just likable. Well, he was likable. So real quick, I always say when, like, I, I always talk to you, like, if I'm ever in trouble, shut the fuck. I've never been in trouble, like, Obviously in high school, and not obviously, but in high school I got in some trouble for some stuff, but that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. But now I always go by the words of Daryl Kowalski, Daryl, that uh, just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> they're, shut the, they're talking to you. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. What, what are you going to say? That's gonna you going to change your mind? No. no, just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. But I also like the Ortiz because. Um, there was the Boston bombing, the Boston Marathon bombing, and he mm-hmm. came out and did, like, Boston Strong mm-hmm. and all of that. And, like, he was, you know, he was near tears talking, mm-hmm. you know. He was also probably, I would argue, he was probably maybe outside of Nomar. And I don't know if Nomar ended up winning a ring with them, but he was kind of like the face of the franchise when they were the underdog still and finally yep. broke the curse and all yep. that. Um, stayed there a lot. Most of his career, if not all of it. I think it was all of it. I think he retired um, a Red Sox. So it's it's fucked up on paper to go David Ortiz, fat designated hitter, 
Yeah, but he was so good at <laughs> he it. He was so good at it. Darryl, but how many better times than Barry do you remember Bonds? he would come up? Daryl, how many times did uh, Ortiz come up and you're like, this is either one of two things. He's either going to strike out or he's going to hit a home run. Or they're going to walk him. They're or gonna they're going to pitch walk. him very carefully. And walk yeah. Him. Uh, and yeah. then they would pinch run them. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Let's say, unless it was early. So that might have been also another thing that kind of got him in is he was never – there wasn't a huge witch hunt against him because he didn't look like a steroid guy. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind well, of looked he was like also, a big, like, old, big old boy. He also wasn't a dick like the other guys were. Mm-hmm. Like, he, you know, and, and that also teaches the old – uh, vinegar versus honey thing, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, I know I do when I'm working, and people are being dickheads. I'm gonna deal with the the honey, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna deal with the people that are talking to me like. Mm-hmm. And I know the media has to has to deal with whomever, but you know I don't have to deal with. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, in his first year on the ballot, he got s- almost eighty percent, seventy-seven point nine percent of the vote. Only needed seventy-five, um, and he's the only one that will be getting inducted uh, in the new classes. He's the only one. Him and the old timers. That's it. Wow. Yep. And so then you had the the other three who are getting the steroids. Sean uh, Scott Rowland at sixty three percent, followed by Todd Helton at fifty two, Billy Wagner at fifty one, Andrew Jones down to like forty. Him and Sheffield. Alex Rodriguez is clearly getting snubbed too. He only got thirty four point three percent of the vote. Um, then it goes down to thirty with the likes of Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, Fiscal's down to twenty, Sosa's under. Well, 20. I think Omar Sosa's also in his tenth year and he won't be back on the ballot. So Omar, I think, gets a lot of heat because of the recent acquisitions. Scandals. Yeah. Scandals. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I don't think he would have made it ever made it maybe until he was an old timer because like he wasn't really a batting champion. Well, he was obviously a golden glove for many years, but with the obvious scandals and Everything yeah. going on, they really can't. And then we're not going to talk about that. You can look up Omar, mm-hmm. and, you know, and see what what's going on there. Um, One yeah. of the best defenders in baseball, though. For and he was a great coach. He went to many teams and coached really well. Yep. Like, yep. Um, but yeah, that apparently he likes little boys. <laughs> David Ortiz, the cream of the crop. <laughs> so that's Just, it. him and the old timer, huh? Yep, that's it. That's pretty wild, man. Mm-hmm. They, the baseball writers kind of stuck to their guns. Those guys kind of crept up and down um, and mostly up over the last couple of years, getting closer to the 75%, but they were never really threatening. Um, so that's over. Um, and in other baseball news, did you hear uh, Richard Karn has written a uh, – Richard Karn, who played Al on Home Improvement. Um, oh, I know who Tim Taylor. I'm informing the audience. I know you know. Uh, he's written a book on the life and times of Ty Cobb. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Are you fucking with me or no? Yeah, it's called Karn on the Cobb. Are you fucking serious? Are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to tweet him right now. I'm going to tweet him right now. Um, he's heard it. I didn't make this joke. Oh, <laughs> I was like, damn, that's so good. Did you know he's not doing NFTs? I heard after <laughs> long thought out contemplation. Probably talking with his financial advisors. He's finally decided not to jump into the NFT market. <laughs> oh, Richard. This is good because I was about to buy a bunch of. Uh, <laughs> I was about to buy a Richard Card NFT. A bunch of, a bunch of monkey art. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of ape gifts and stuff. <laughs> But uh, Richard Karn, 
I think he's right now. <laughs> and I love the picture. I don't get if real quick. Richard Carn is L from uh, Home Improvement, and also he's Richard Carn from the Bullet Hose infomercials. <laughs> but <laughs> if I, if you guys listen enough, you know I love. All 90s television, <laughs> Richard Carn is, like, <laughs> my hero because he's just... Uh, and, like, you Google him, you never hear anything bad about Richard Carn. No one's ever, like, he, you know, he, he's actually a toolman. You know what I mean? He's, like, mm-hmm. yeah. But did you uh, watch Cav last night? I did. Played the New York Knicks. Uh, Nickenbockers. Knickerbockers. Knickerbockers. I call them Nickenbockers. You're like, yep, you're wrong. <laughs> I think right. I'm starting to hear. This is starting to. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's working its way in, huh? Yeah. Should violently shake your head. <laughs> I've been doing that quite a bit like a dog. Poor, my poor girlfriend. I'm Ma. in there with the dogs like. Ma. Ma. <laughs> uh, yeah, they look pretty good. It's, You know, I've said it to you. I think they, with Rubio being gone, I think they still believe in themselves, but. They seem to not have the swagger. I, That's my assessment. That could just be the way I'm looking at it. The late game situations seem a little bit iffier than they were when Rubio was on the court. Um, There's a lot more in the last two minutes where I'm just like, Let's move the ball. Everybody kind of just starts looking at each other. Um, but you know they're still playing. Well, Garland's really well. hurt. I don't. If you watch, they even said like he's grabbing his back. Mm-hmm. He's hurt. Um, uh, K Love looked amazing last night. He had what six three pointers? I think so. He had six three pointers, and some of those were like deep. He had twenty points. Um, I want to say thirteen rebounds. Like last night, like he he tore it up, dude. Yeah, I didn't go back and look at the box score, but let's check it out here. Yeah, and uh RJ Barrett made some foolish mistakes down the down the stretch. I really liked him coming in the league. He he just I don't know that he's ever going to play well on a good team. Um Ooh, Mobley 15 and 12. Yeah, Mobley, you know, I okay, so I want to say 20 that and 11. He has 20 and 11. Okay, so let me I want to tell you this real quick. So I was listening to a certain ESPN affiliate in the city of Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. And at first they said Evan Mobley didn't play a very good game last night. And then they said... It was a little sloppy at some points, but... But what he, what was this? He's a rookie. And it, he, he scored 15 and 11 rebounds? I mean, like... Mm-hmm. Dude, can you imagine, like... Like, there's some teams that they wish their rookies would do that. <laughs> you oh, know what yeah. I mean? That guy they drafted, oh, yeah. like... The guy they drafted, like, fifth overall, you're not the Cavs, obviously, but another team that drafted some guy eight overall, they wish they would do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, with Garland being hurt and talking about sitting him, one of the ESPN Cleveland hosts said, Kevin Love has to step up his game from last night. Kevin Love is the sixth man off the bench. Mm-hmm. Scored 20 points. Six for 12 from the arc. Six from twelve, and what eleven rebounds? Mm-hmm. And he's got that sexy Three assists and a steal. Sexy grain pepper hair. And you're he, telling him he, he needs to step cute. it up. Like what, what? Like what else is he supposed to do? He's he's not Kevin Love from two thousand and you know sixteen. Yeah, I mean the only thing I would say to tell him you can't run point, Daryl. 
Kevin Love does not run the point. Yeah. And we, that's our problem. The only thing is now, uh, I'll be going to the game tomorrow, and I'm a little worried Jared Allen is questionable, and Laurie Markkinen is now going to be out for two weeks. So yes, Laurie Markkinen for, the... for two weeks, Kevin Love does need to step it up. But um, that's going to be a workload issue. Like, can he – he's playing well enough. Yeah. Can he do that playing 36 minutes? Well, Kevin Love's never been a defensive guy either. It's never like we were like <laughs> – Get him in there. And play. It's never like he's Ben Wallace or some mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Like you know, he could play some inside ball. He had good hands. He uh, played great defense back in the day, but he never was yeah. asked to do that in Cleveland. No, never asked to do that in Cleveland. Wasn't his role. Although he had the greatest defensive play in Cavs history. Would, would you say that? Second, second greatest. Okay. I'd say it's a it's a big one, a monumental for the franchise. Because yeah. what would you say, the LeBron block is the first uh-huh. one, then maybe Kevin the second one. He's all over, dude. He was all uh-huh. over fucking. There was there was one where Kyrie kind of came up with a steal or a loose ball towards the end of one of those games too. I think. I don't think it was that game. Well, there was that whole Kyrie talking. Did you hear? See that? No. The Kyrie fan or Killian fans were talking shit to Kyrie. Uh, I bet they were. And he said, I won you guys a championship, and you motherfuckers are ungrateful. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something Kyrie would say. And that's what he said to him. Uh, he shit on the town on his way out. He did nothing but want to get out of here. And, and then, then said it's to a, get out of Boston. And then said it's a bad sports town. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course people don't like you. Yeah. Why, why, we're supposed to be nice to you after you shit on yeah. Cleveland. They, I think we would have been. I mean, there's always a little bit... Uh, you know, with him wanting to get out that bad, I think it was going to be bad for a couple of years. But at the same time, I think the Cavs were planning on, like, showing a Kyrie Irving highlight video when he came back or something. And then it didn't happen because of the way he left. And it's just Well, they didn't come shit. back for three games. Like, he yeah. wouldn't come play here. Yeah. And then he's only been back for, like, a couple couple weeks or maybe a month now because he wasn't playing since he couldn't play in New York. So Yeah. Yeah, he said something like He Derek... was coming after the Cavs though in that game. You could tell. Yeah. And we still tough. won. Uh yeah, I really wish we were we were down to when we picked the the tickets for tomorrow night, we were down to basically the Bucks and the Nets games. No shit. I kind of wish we'd picked that game cuz that yeah. would have been awesome. Yeah, so they were talking crap to him and uh he looked at him he's like, "You motherfuckers are ungrateful." Or he's like, "I won you motherfuckers a championship. You're all ungrateful." And they're like and then the one guy goes, "You only won us one." <laughs> Which <laughs> I don't know, man. I, one championship for the how long we've been. I don't know. Yeah. But if he would not talk shit, like LeBron didn't, like LeBron comes here. I, I assume people talk shit, but people still love LeBron yeah. here. Like he left the first time. Like he left the first time he wait the way he left, right? Yeah. And everyone hated him when he came here. He left this time. It's like nah, whatever, LeBron. man. Yeah, it's LeBron. And part of the thing too was, if he came back in that year, LeBron was with the team after Kyrie left. Or was that even just a half season? That would have been bad. He would have had a bad reception. Everybody would have had LeBron's back. But the way – I think even the next year, if he would have came back to Cleveland with no LeBron on the team, I think he would have gotten a pretty warm reception, except for him saying this sucks for this sports town. And yeah, just trash. I don't know if he said court. some stuff about there's nothing to do in Cleveland, that kind of bullshit, but I don't know. It would almost be like a, a pro wrestler from AEW – Tweeted about how bad Cleveland sucked, then spelled Cleveland wrong. <laughs> fucking idiot! How are you gonna be a, a fucking heel and can't spell Cleveland wrong? Fucking AEW with an MJF. Fuck you, MJF. I fucking love the heels, dude. He's a good. But heel. fucking spell Cleveland right in your tweet, you fucking dolt. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you seem all in rate. You gonna go down there and give him a piece of your mind tomorrow? No, he could take me. <laughs> I was like, that always reminded me of like someone tweeted Paul Felder, who's a uh, uh, you know the former UFC fighter, Paul Brown, Paul Felder, and uh, mm-hmm. and said, Paul, you need to stick with commentary. You're not that good of a fighter. And Paul replies. Why don't you come say it to my face? And the guy replies literally back, no, you'd, you'd, you'd beat me up. That's why I'm saying it on here. And the dude was like, and Paul was like, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're right, though. I probably would do some dumb shit like that. You're right. Good call. Um, so I'm, I'm, I want to hit UFC real quick. I'm only mm-hmm. going to hit the main event. Uh, I guess the Brandon Marino Figurano fight was, you know, it was a good fight, but. Um, did anyone expect Francis Naganu to come out and wrestle? I didn't really. I th- I thought his defense his might have been a little bit better. Um, I didn't think that'd be something he'd go for. I figured he'd worked on his escapes a little bit and his cardio, but I didn't necessarily think he would be looking. To I wrestle. literally think after the first Stipe fight, because mm-hmm. Stipe just did nothing but wrestle fuck him mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. And the first Stipe and they got a fight, they traded in the whole first round. Then Stipe was like, oh, yeah, I got to take him down. Mm-hmm. And just took him down at will and held him down at will and put his forearm on the back of his head and just held Naganu down. He was like, yeah, you can't deal with me. I'm Stipe. I'm Croatian. i fucking kill you. <laughs> then obviously Stipe got knocked out in the fight and then the, the whole Sierra Gagne thing. Anyways, so it's Sierra Gagne and fucking Francis. Mm-hmm. Fucking Francis wrestles that motherfucker to the the death, dude. It wasn't even close. I mean, it was close in the in the because they had some good, mm-hmm. they had some good striking. And some people said it was a boring fight. I enjoyed it, um, but I did not see Francis Naganu coming out and wrestling this dude. Like, no, it's probably because of his bad knees. Well, he blew out. D- d- you heard that, right? No, I didn't. He blew out his MCL on one of his knees. Oh, did he? And the the doctor. Oh, it gets better. So he blew out his MCL, and the doctor told him if you get kicked on that knee, you will have irreversible damage. He's telling that on the post-fight thing, and they cut the stream out. Wow. Yeah, that's why he had those things on his knees. Wow. He blew out his knee like a month before the fight <clears throat> and couldn't turn on the fight because the UFC had been riding him so hard and wouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. So uh, fucking Francis fucking wrestled that guy to death and... Uh, you know. Huh. I can't believe he took that fight. Well, yeah, I mean, he said he had to. Like, Francis uh, is... Do you really have to, though? Francis said he's broke. I mean, Francis... I'm not saying he's broke, but he's... Doesn't have a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, they don't get paid much compared to the... Did you hear about the other thing? The letter he got that yeah, night? After he got... he got, he's, uh, They're planning on suing him for talking about boxing with uh, Tyson Fury. Uh... <clears throat> Or is that a different letter they were talking about? I, well, it, it's so he he got in trouble because of one of Jake Paul's people. Apparently, yes. he his manager or agent or something tells him on their way to the arena, the UFC shot him an email saying that they're going to sue him for being in communication with Jake Paul's team right before the fight. Like Dana was going for it, man. Fuck them, dude. That's such bullshit. That whole card made less than one boxer makes. One point eight million dollars. 
That's one point eight million dollars what they paid for everybody in that whole card. Yeah, and he's going out there risking a career-ending injury. Yep, with his knee. That's fucked up. He's a free agent, man. He's gonna go box Tyson. Mm, not free. yet. End of the year, right? Uh, UFC fighters have to, in some way, accept another fight if they still have the belt. I think, honestly, I, that's why I could Do see... Do you think he does a poke? Do you remember the NWO poke? <laughs> that would be awesome. If it were... Well, I, I guess you could just denounce the belt, but it might be written somewhere in there that if you... you can't do that. If you win the belt, you have to... They, they have the option. So it basically gives the UFC to keep you under the contract if you won your last title fight. Um, but he could definitely... He could do something like that. <laughs> the... I guess they would probably try and sue him. Um, I don't know, for whatever reason non-performance or some shit um detrimental to the company or but something. i wouldn't be surprised if they like send him that i mean why would you contact him hours before the fight except you wanted him to get pissed off and either a fuck up or b just go in there and do something stupid about it well they pissed him off yeah and he fucking wrestled that guy to death either. yeah and see so all guy and the, the ufc is good at it dude like so it was funny because dane white didn't show up to put the belt around Nagano, did you mm-hmm. see that? And then no, they showed, I but yeah. I assumed. So with balls. some uh, some other guy of UFC, Dana didn't show up, and he, Dana didn't show up at the press conference either. Oh yeah, yeah. And so they were showing some funny things, and it was because like Stipe kind of. So Stipe when uh, his first fight with Francis, and they were um, building up Francis and not touting Stipe at all. After he won, he grabbed the title from. Uh, Dana and gave it to his coach Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota, um, Marcus, and uh, Marcus put the title against uh, around his waist, you know, and that was like a big fu to the UFC. Yeah, and then Dana was like, no, and then Dana didn't even show up to the fucking uh, the post post fight press conference, dude. He was that upset. What a little crybaby man. <sighs> Certainly interesting, man. Like, yeah. How would you think of the result of the Figueredo Moreno fight? Mm. Uh, it was a unanimous decision for Figueredo, who uh, I think won their third fight. Yeah. Um, against the champion Moreno, who took the belt from him. Yeah, I thought it was. I won't say it was. It was a good fight. I mean, it was just. I can't believe that wasn't like a split decision or something. Yeah, I just thought it was. I just. They had to pick one. They weren't given a. You know, I just. Yeah, um, but I mean, it could have been a split decision in in two guys going for him and one having it a draw, or I don't know. I was just I was really surprised that they were all unanimous. I'm, I'm kind of I w- kind of wonder if they all had the same exact cards because two two of those rounds I could have seen going either way, and I think one of the, another one of them I could have seen going another way too. Um, but outside of like the first two rounds, which I think they split, I think I had Moreno winning the one, Figueroa winning the second, and then I think three, four, five were all like coin flips in my mind. So I guess I was just a little surprised by that. Yeah, I, I you know, I watched that and I was just, it was a good fight, but I was just like, it was a good fight. I'd say they were both pretty good fights. Yeah, but nothing crazy though either. There were a lot of good exchanges in the. Uh, I guess they actually both, they had some good exchanges, but none of them were prolonged. There was, like, one prolonged one in the the Figueredo-Marino fight where they really stood toe-to-toe for a while. Um, 
But other than that, it was just like quick exchanges in and out, quick exchanges in and out. Yeah, no, it really was. Yeah, which is also that weight division. I yeah, mean, those yeah. guys are. But even uh, that's the way it seemed in the um, in the Nganu fight too. Well, except for he just kept taking him down. Like yeah. eventually, Nagano was like, "I'm just taking you down." Like, yeah. like the first two. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would assume the fourth and fifth round that I missed. It's kind of funny. I told. Uh, Looked at my computer Sunday morning. Um, my girlfriend was getting tired. We had had uh, two birthday parties before we got over here just in time for the Figueredo Moreno fight. Well, happy birthday to your two birthday party people. Who are they? <laughs> uh, Jason. Jason, happy birthday. Uh, an Jason. old friend. And um, old friend Jason. Lindsay, who is Monica's cousin's girlfriend. Monica's cousin's girlfriend. Yeah, rented out birthday. an entire bar for her 25th birthday. Where at? Uh, the Backyard in Brunswick. Oh, that place up the street. The old, the old The Grill. How was it? It was pretty good. He did a good job. He made me feel like a piece of shit boyfriend. So that was nice. Because he fucking rented out an entire bar. Uh, 90 people or something. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. Sorry, Rena. Made me feel like a real piece of shit. I'm going to fucking cook you some good food and we'll do it here. Maybe our friends go over here. And it still backfired on him. (laughs) She was telling people all night, he's too good of a liar. (laughs) She's She's... She does this amazing thing. She's crying and shit. Then five minutes later, she's like, he's too good at lying. Do I have to be worried about? I think she asked his mom. That. Oh, no Do I have shit. to be worried about? That? Okay. Well, <laughs> poor guy. He just tried to be an awesome boyfriend. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, do, uh, does my beard look slightly homeless? It doesn't look any more homeless than my beard. Look at this shit. Yeah, you're the wrong person to ask. <laughs> Some guy told me that. He thought it was a compliment. <laughs> the no, bar. I think you're cleaned like, up, yeah. you're oh, cleaned like up your, on the side. I like your beard, man. I was like, oh, You're cleaned cool. up on the side. You're yeah. good here. I he mean, had a small little one. He was a yeah. big old boy. And I was like, yeah, mine's usually kind of like yours, but, you know, the holidays, it got out and Dude, been can, taking care of Let me tell you. Can I tell you a story? You real look quick? Ha- it's cool, man. You look half homeless and half, like, nice. And I was like... <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I went to Rite Aid today, right? Okay. I had to go get one of my nephew's chapstick um, because my brother couldn't get there. And it had to be unscented, unmedicated, whatever chapstick. Right? Mm-hmm. I pull in and I, I was driving Renee's car because uh, mm-hmm. we, and she had me back then. So I pull in and I see my father walking into Rite Aid. Right? Ooh. So I, I, I park the car, and I walk in, and I, I follow him. And I literally walk up to my, like, my dad's waiting in line, and I was doing the awkwardly get close to you thing. And he was, That is one of my favorite moves. Yes. I love doing that to me. And you know what my dad does? He turns around and looks at me and goes, no. Turns around and looks at me and goes, hey, how you doing? And then turns around and doesn't look back at me. This is my dad. All right. He just keeps going about his day. Yep. No, hey, son. Nope. How you doing? Nope. And I said, hey. I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Or something to that nature. It was obviously not that fucking organic. But then he turns around. He goes, oh, hey, Joe. <laughs> like, my dad didn't even recognize me. <laughs> did you have a mask on? Yeah, I did have a mask on. No, I didn't. I didn't have the mask on because I fucking took Renee's car and didn't have my mask in her car. Mm. And I was just planning on running in and running out real quick. Mmm, you'll run in, run out. <laughs> he literally goes, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and I was like, Good man, how are you? And he was like, Yep. And then I was like, 
Yeah, I'm pretty well. How are you? And then he finally figured out who I was, but it was just like, you know. <laughs> hey, man, hug your hug your dads out there, all right? <laughs> Aggressively in public before they figure out who you are. He was getting his booster, so God bless him. Oh, was he? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know. And then he goes, "You have a beard." Didn't recognize him. Like I've had a beard for like the last eight months. <laughs> I think it's been longer than that, my dude. Yeah. I feel like it's been much longer than that. What are you doing right now? Oh, I'm giving you some spread, brother. <laughs> you want some of this spread? I don't know what is it. I don't know what it is. We're gonna do a little taste test. All right, you're doing it on my 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 drum there. <laughs> it's awful, awfully dusty. Is it? Well, that's why we have plates. <laughs> What is this spreader? It's a jam. Okay. It's a jam. I received it as a late Christmas gift. This is. I figured we'd try it out. This see isn't how it is. like a it's weed a, jam, right? No, no, no. Okay, no, no. I'm not nothing. Shouldn't be like, what the fuck, Daryl? <laughs> nothing along those lines. <laughs> All right. It it does have. Uh, I don't worry about. It. Well, you saw the lid. I, I did see the lid. I just was making sure it wasn't. So I wanted. I wanted to see if you could figure out the flavoring here. Um, it's definitely got just some typical jam, strawberry, cranberry, but there's specific <laughs> alcohol. Go for it, bud. Oh, I was waiting for you. No, don't wait for me. All right. It's kind of one of them. they, all those people complain about us eating out of vodka. <laughs> so this is our eating segment. Mm. This eating segment brought to you by Ground Zero <laughs> Comics and Cards, 15139 Pearl Road, the Shanksville Town Center. Best shitter in the business. All your comic and gaming needs. First thing I'm saying is this jam is delicious. It's very delicious. Yeah. Wow. This is very good. Like, I'm not going to hawk. I mean, I guess we can hawk whatever it is, but this is fucking amazing. This is wine and beer infused Cleveland jam. C-L-E uh, hyphen jam dot com. This is the... Christmas ale, strawberry, strawberry, cranberry, and cinnamon flavor. It doesn't taste very Christmas ale. No, the first thing actually, I, I gotta, I gotta say to you. First thing I thought, like when I saw the lid, damn, this is good, dude. I figured you f- would figure out that there's alcohol in it. Though. Yeah, but it's fucking good, man. It's very good. I'm getting a little bit of some some Christmas ale vibes out I of it. I get some Christmas ale. Here and there. That's a delicious jam, though. No, dead straight, dude. Like, dead straight. Like, that's a term. Nah, man, this is... Sorry you guys have to listen to Z. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not. Because every time we go remote, I'm pounding food. <laughs> I usually stop after... Uh, we do our sound test and you yell at me. <laughs> the one time you were so bad about Daryl. Oh, I was. I was just munching, too. <laughs> I just had snacks all around me. And I was just. I think I was eating something stupid, too, like pistachios. <laughs> or cracking the shells and eating. Mm. So, yeah. Cleveland Jam. Check it out. If you've got somebody in your life who likes jam. That's amazing, dude. I have no idea what it costs. Um, sure, it costs a lot, but it's so good. 
It's fucking delicious. That's probably one of the best jams I've ever had in my life. Oh, that was amazing, dude. Probably just like leave if you it here. put like Maybe great, can, like if I just bought a random theory. jam from Giant Eagle mm-hmm. and put on crackers like that, me and you, mm-hmm. I'd go. All right, I'm good on one. You know, like, what I mean? yeah, two that two was, crackers later. Yeah, I feel like I could down that jar. I mean, too. Or two. Who is that again? And then, this isn't a sponsor. Anything, this is guys. not a sponsor. This non-sponsored uh, segment <laughs> brought to you by uh, ArconicAss.com <laughs> is for Cleveland Jam. C-L-E-Jam.com. All right, man. <laughs> Pretty delicious. That was amazing. Uh, I like it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Cleveland Jam. All right. Maybe we'll, uh, I'll just leave this here and we'll we'll do it up for Super Bowl. You have Super on Twitter Bowl plans yet? Uh, no. No? Who are you rooting for at this point? We got uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals. Bengals and... The Rams and... and... Shit, who are the Rams playing? 49ers. 49ers, that's right. I feel like... So the 49ers have rolled the Rams for so long. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Rams are finally going to get their piece. And I feel like the Chiefs are going to... Yeah. I feel like it's going to be Rams-Chiefs. I kind of do, too. And then we have to hear about how good OBJ is. It's just with the way the 49ers win that game, It's I just feel like you can't count on them to score points. At the same time, like that's one of those gritty like team of destiny kind of wins where you're like, damn, they can't be stopped even if they can't score points. And then the only part, like, so it's the Rams and it's OBJ for the Browns, so I have to hear about yeah, that. Yep, yep. It's Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers. I have to hate, hear about how um, mm-hmm. the Browns let yep. Kyle Shanahan go. Yep. Uh, Bengals, I have to hear about. We never got Joey Burrow. I'd be all in on the Rams if it wasn't for OBJ. He makes me kind of hesitate oh, yeah. on that. Now I'm kinda, I love Cooper Cup, though. I do kind of like Cooper. I love him, dude. That guy's so good. I love Stafford. That's one of the big reasons I'd be down for them. Um, so now I'm kind of looking at uh, Nick Bosa up there at San Francisco and kind of rooting for him. And that guy's a motherfucker, man. Yeah. I mean, in a good for way. Sure. <laughs> um, but you like the you like the Bengals? Well, no, I think the Chiefs. I think it's you think it's going to be the Chiefs, but you said you let, you want the Bengals, right? Yeah, but I'm not a Bengal. Like I'm not one of those because all these people are coming out as Browns fans. Like I'm cheering for the Bengals. I don't fucking. You're an AFC North opponent. Yeah, I'm not cheering for you. See, that didn't matter to me. I'm sure I've gone over this as a kid, but I used to love the Bengals oh. and the Reds, and it was weird because the Bengals were in our division. Well, I, the Reds are different because they're in exactly. Yep. Um. But the Bengals, like, I was okay with it. And they were never really that team we had no, to yeah, over. No. <laughs> so, like, it was okay. And I guess t- four times a year you'd be rooting for them to beat the other team in the division, right? Um, so I didn't care that much about them. Um, but then after just – I hate Cincinnati fans, man. Well, I I hate Kansas I mean, I fucking – Kansas City could go fly a kite. I was so hoping the Bills won that. And I was cheering for the Bills yep. to go it all the way. yep. And I'm not going to make overtime rule. I mean, overtime rules suck, but you should be able to stop them. And obviously, you should be able to stop them or play better football that you don't need to depend on the coin flip. Yeah. That's it's always the way I feel about you know if there's one bad ref call at the end of the game or your overtime coin flip doesn't go your way. Could like, agree more. Sorry, go go win the game. Go win the game. Unless you played such a good game that the refs cost you on, like time and time again, you you added up they gave you the other team four bad first downs or i guess there was that one play what a couple years ago with the seahawks to take a piss so go ahead and fill some time um 
But, yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried about that. Um, I just, I don't, it's one game, and then you're going to talk about changing all the rules for everything. It, it just doesn't seem to make sense. And college football is in this weird place now, too, where their overtime rule seems fun as fuck. But at the same time, like, so many of their bowl games just don't matter anymore because of this playoff. And now they're basically stuck in this world where they're going to have to expand the college football playoff because all these bowl games nobody cares about. Like, the Rose Bowl was huge for Utah. um, But, like, it's a disappointment with the playoff for Ohio State to be in the Rose Bowl at this point. Um, And with even going back to the BCS now, like, the kids playing at Ohio State don't really care about the Rose Bowl. They don't have great quote-unquote Rose Bowl memories from watching the game when they grew up. And so they've kind of, like, taken what was awesome about NCAA football and ruined it, and they're seeing the repercussions of that now, and their solution is, like, let's just expand the playoffs. Um, So I don't know. What are the unintended consequences of the NFL changing the fucking overtime rule? Like, I don't know. I also don't really care, but I think it's stupid as fuck to be like, we have to change this rule because this one game ended in a way that we didn't like. Uh, I saw it going to sleep mode as soon as you left. I I hope it's still recording over here, but uh, I'm not counting on it. So we'll see. Nice. Still chugging along. How'd your rank go? It went pretty well, I bet. I just decided to hop over to college football and then hop right back by the time you came back. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know, man. Do they got to change the rule because that one game went a certain way? No. Should they? No. And you know what? It's also, too, like, I love the college football overtime rule now. It's pretty cool, especially with the the way it goes um, after the, the second one now. But it's it's less like football. Like, there's no field position game. It's all, you're on the 25, go score a touchdown. Like, I don't know, man. I just don't care. What about you? Uh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I'm sorry. I'm trying to make it's sure right. where we're at here. It's all right. Um, you know, speaking of, uh, uh, I guess I won't say what made me think of that. Um, Meatloaf grew up in Houston or Dallas. Yeah, I actually, uh, hello. He, he um, had three jerseys. He's a big uh, sports and I think NFL fan specifically. Three so jerseys. So real quick, Meatloaf, the singer, um, the guy from Bad Out of Hell uh, mm-hmm. that was signed by Cleveland International Records. Did you know that? Mm. No. So he yeah. proposed that record to so many people and it was declined for two years. Mm-hmm. And finally, Cleveland International. Well, I watched the VH1 movie. Oh. No, I'm just, I'm just, because, you know. Him and Jim, uh, Jim Steinman. I forget his name, but uh, the only people that would sign him was Cleveland International Records. And uh, they were the one that bought that album. And my favorite thing about that is, because that came out like 77. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought it was a metal album <laughs> with that cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how many kids bought that? Like, uh-huh. Slay, not Slayer, but like, you know, Sabbath was still around, mm-hmm. and, you know, like all these bands were around mm-hmm. in the 70s, and it was fucking Bad Out of Hell with Satan on a motorcycle, yeah. and it was like Dashboard. By the and it wasn't even as hard as most classic rock. No. It, it, was, very... it was heavy, but at the same time, then it's like operatic and stuff like that. But you know what? I don't, I bet many of those people didn't end up caring. Like, it was such a good album. 
I, I doubt many people, unless you were like that hardcore scene guy that you know had to be fucking pure metal or pure punk. Well, and there was a lot of them. There were, but it just yeah. yeah. But yeah, Cleveland International Records. So he had so, a huge ties here, um, and that and and he loved Cleveland and. Go on with the story because I know I know what you're talking about. Because... Oh, the three jerseys he had hanging yes. up in his his man cave. Yep, you know who they were already. I do. Ooh, well, 49ers, Joe Montana. No. Yeah. It was uh, Jim Kelly, Bernie Kosar, and Dan Marino. Mm, I heard Bernie Kosar, Dan Marino, and Joe Montana. No, I saw the picture. Oh, did you? Jim Kelly's helmet was Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly from the Bills. It was signed. He even gave him a signed helmet after the game. Where did you hear Joe Montana from? I don't remember. He might have Joe Montana. He was a huge NFL fan. Dude. He was. Dude, there was pictures of him. Like I took it made sense because of the... Those are all Notre Dame quarterbacks too, aren't they? Dan Marino wasn't. No. Was Bernie a water? No, Bernie is from University of Florida. He's a Miami guy. Oh, that's right. No, like there's, there's pictures of... Meatloaf with the 90s Browns playing center. Like, acting like he's mm-hmm. playing center. Oh, know? yeah, he was. He was Miami. Duh. Whatever. guess it doesn't really make matter that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Meatloaf. Why'd you die? Oh, yeah. Montana wasn't fucking either. He was fucking Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was... Uh, Marino Ma- was Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Kelly, Marino, and, and Kozar. He loved those guys. Mm. I only know this because I was, you know, sports talk and... Okay, at least Montana was. I got that right. <laughs> but Montana wasn't there. I'm not sure, bud. <clears throat> I don't really care, though, either that much. No, now um, we have to argue. But about yeah, uh, so uh, rest in peace, Meatloaf. I always loved him. Uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light with Phil Rerudo, uh doing the play-by-play call. You know who was the singer on that? Uh, Meatloaf. No, the girl singer. Mm-mm. Marky Post from uh, um, Night Court. Oh, was it? Yeah. No shit. Wow, Marky and Phil Rerudo in one song. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I need that. Pretty neat. Uh, Louis Anderson? Yeah, I think we're recording. I'm not sure, man. Yeah, we'll find out. (laughs) I mean, no sense in stopping it. I feel we're probably in the home stretch now anyway. Yeah. I mean, we've covered all the good stuff. (laughs) Now we're going. Uh, I love Louis Anderson. I watched the show Louis, that cartoon. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a big stand-up fan of his until, Mm -hmm. obviously, I got older. Yeah. Um, But I love that cartoon Louis, you know. Yep. They had a very short-lived sitcom and then got into the, the game show circuit. And then later in his career, had that basket show with Zach Galifianakis. Oh, the ba- dude, him on baskets was amazing. He was very good playing Zach's, Zach's mother. <laughs> he, he was so good at that. Very convincing. Very um, good. An elderly mother. He yes. Was very good at he it. He was so good at that. <laughs> very good at it. Um. Somebody had uh, mentioned when he came up about how he had a big old uh, Me Too and possibly kid-related uh, I think I brought incident. that up. I think. So I looked into it. Yep. He um, 
It was originally blackmailed by a man who said he hit on him in a casino in like 1994. So that's the first thing that happened to him. And he eventually, after he gave the guy like a hundred grand, and then after the guy demanded two hundred and fifty thousand dollars more, Louis went to the FBI and was like, "This dude's blackmailing me." I hit it. Like the story was, he alleged that he hit on him in a casino. Not that he did anything wrong. Um, and then only a few years ago, another stand-up comedian said when they were he was nineteen. Louis invited him over after the bar and kind of touched his butt and tried to like kiss him or something. So, so um, Louis like possibly guys. It sounds like he was he was uh, uh, to a homosexual. Him. Well, that guy didn't. That guy waited like thirty or forty years to come out with the story too. That second one, but the one guy tried to blackmail him, which probably got him kicked off of Family Feud and a few other shows. That, like I said, he was kind of breaking it into that. <clears throat> post well it's not i mean so obviously that that oh, the only reason years. i brought it up is two people mentioned it you well i, I, think I was the one. first one to bring it up to you i i'm someone <clears throat> I, I don't think it was you i think you were like something happened and i was like oh yeah and then someone else made it seem like he did some bad shit so i heard he it didn't was, yeah he didn't yeah i mean that one's weird and not good um at the same time the other guy like yeah but i mean could you imagine if we were famous it'd be like <laughs> <laughs> Joe from the Third Speed Podcast did some weird not good stuff. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, if you're gay too and you're living yeah. that public life, and then so then you have to be like casually nice to somebody in public, and then you try and like make <laughs> out with them, and then they're like, whoa, dude, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm well, Louis Anderson. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's not great, but at the same time, he what doesn't seem like he was some kind of fucking monster. No, I thought he's not a pedophile, and that's like someone put something on. It, it, let's finish this with this. Let's finish the podcast with this, right? So someone put something about Ted Nugent on Facebook, right? It was like a group I'm a part of. It was like this guy should die next for 2022, and I said. Well, I don't wish death upon anyone except for pedophiles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ted Nugent could die because he's a fucking pedophile. So, yes, I mean, he's confirmed. He said it in yeah. VH1. Like, yeah. that dude fucking adopted a little girl so he could bang Fuck her. Fuck her, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That dude's a fucking creep. Yep. He's a pedophile. He's a piece of shit. Yep. Uh, we do have to do one more thing that we got to do the texts before we get out of here. Oh, good call, buddy. Um, so we got some messages. Uh, I believe one of them is from, uh, maybe I shouldn't say it. I don't, did they both give their names? Are they both okay it's, or right, low key? I'll just read them to you. Okay. How about I read them to you? Okay. How about I read them to you? Okay. Okay. Uh, it's your boy Bobby from Broadview. Okay. Bobby from Broadview, uh, on the, the hookup, I forgot. He was the one that came up with the Dwayne Casey coach of the year firing. I had forgotten about that, and Bobby mentioned it. So go ahead, Bobby from Broadview. This is actually really good. I really hope the podcast is still working right now. <laughs> if not, we'll do it again. All right. How do you feel? This is really good. Thank you, Bobby. This is awesome. How do you feel about the fact that Richard Belzard, you know who that is? Yeah. Let Hulk Hogan choke him out on his own talk show and then sued him for $5 million after it went bad. Kind of a bitch move by Detective Munch, if you ask me. Have you ever seen the video? I have, and I remember him wearing the big old neck thing afterwards. No, 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 you didn't wear it. that neck brace. He yeah. had a neck brace on for a while. Did he, he sued him in shit? Of course, you can't. Oh, okay, you okay. can't sue someone for choking. Because I remember coming not on... wear a comically large <laughs> fucking. neck He brace went full fucking. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, Vince what? McMahon did that shit too when he was in the fucking uh, f- when he was federally indicted for oh. the steroid stuff. He went full Andy Kaufman after he got choked by him. And then, like, he, he showed, because he got choked out pretty good. It could have been a play. I mean, it really could have been. Like, Hulk Hogan dropped him, and he fucking... I saw a whole long story about that shit, and now I can't really remember any of it. But, he did he sue him? Yeah, he sued him he for did. $5 million. He got money, didn't he? He yeah, got paid, too. Oh, man. I forgot all about that. Me too. I looked it up after I saw a text that I didn't check before we did mm-hmm. our podcast. He was interviewing Hogan in the build-up to the Mr. T. Yes. WrestleMania 1 tag team match. Where Mr. T was going to fight uh, Roddy Piper, I think? Mm, that sounds right. That definitely sounds right. Because him and Hogan did have a thing, and they were very... And he put him in a... Uh, like a guillotine front head choke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it would be like, if I tried to put you in the one Hogan put him in, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to choke you up because I don't have muscles like Hogan. Yeah, yeah. And I would literally put you in this and you'd be like, all right, Joe, this isn't working. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Hogan's got those 26-inch yeah. high thighs. You, you know that what muscle I mean? pop yeah. to close the area around yeah. the neck. And like, he literally was just like, it was something, and then he lifted him up and he fucking choked about good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I guess the actual damages were because he slipped out of it and hit his head on the floor. Well, yeah, I mean, Hulk probably shouldn't let him fall like that. Nine stitches. Yeah. Um, he got, I can't remember, he won something. Who did, Munch? Belzer, yeah. Uh, He, He got some shit out of it. I can't remember how much, but. So, the other one's by Mikey. Um, we didn't. Bitch move? I don't know. I don't really know. what. I can't remember. I wish I remembered the whole long thing I saw about it, but I don't. I don't call it a bitch move. Um, you know. He was also, I, f- I feel like he had a, a pretty good comedic career. I feel like he, he had a good stand-up rep, and I don't see him as a little bitch that would have sued over something... Fake. But he did sue. I mean, well, here's what I, I, I. He probably didn't expect Hulk to just dr- throw him. Like he didn't throw him, but he. Just well, I don't him. think he expected the pressure to be what it was. So then he was fighting, thrashing to get he out, wasn't and fell. You have to watch the video. Oh, it's, really? He just goes down. Oh, and it's not fight. Like, and then Hulk. I mean, Hulk lifts up, but I mean, that's what Hulk. You know, if you're a mm-hmm. wrestler, that's what. I mean, it's a normal. Actually, I gotta say, Hulk probably. You know, if he was in MMA and they didn't have steroid testing, he might never, like, because he did a standard, he didn't do the lift, like, the main thing that people could, like, confuse was when you're choking people, right? Yeah. They always want to lift up their arms, right? Lift up your arms, lift yeah. up your arms. The arms aren't where it's at. It's all in your, like, mm-hmm. core, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you want to, like, lean the whole thing back. And he does that. And his and, and his feet come off the ground at what, like, he's like, yeah, and then drop, you know, like... He fucked him up pretty good. Yeah. So he's probably pissed that he made him do this little performance. Yeah, but Richard Belzer kept asking him to I know, he egged him on. But then that's not a reason to assault somebody. If you're really that pissed off, you go, hey, stop being a clown. I'm well, not it's a not a reason to Don't assault somebody. But if, if, if you ask me, let me let me say, let me me say ask you this. You We're here, right? Yeah. And it's on camera. Say I have a security camera house. Uh-huh. And me and you are talking. You keep going like, Joe... Your jiu-jitsu isn't nearly as good as my boxing, right? Uh-huh. And we keep having that argument. 
And then all of a sudden, like, not all of a sudden, but like, you're like, put me in a chokehold. And I put you in a chokehold and I choke you out and drop you. What happens there? You said your boxing is better than my jiu-jitsu, right? Um, uh, and I have a camera in the house that watches it. What happens? Like, could you sue me? I probably could. I mean, it depends. This is a weirder situation. Though, I guess that's because it's in a house. It's right? an online perf- or it's in an on-camera performance type thing. You know, Hulk Hogan's probably caught in between the whole kayfabe and like, are you trying to make me look like a clown? At the same time, he could have like put him in a lock that he couldn't get out of and like just walked him around the stage and been like, <laughs> "You wanted a headlock. Here's your headlock." Um, he probably took it over the top. I don't know. I don't really know. I, I feel like it's not a bitch move. Like, I feel like I've seen Belzer stand up and he seemed like a cool enough dude that I don't think. I don't think it's that. a bitch move either. I think he thought, like, they would put him, like, in a. Uh, and I, I, once he busts mm. his head open, I thought that was. All right, tweet number two. So, uh, Mikey from not wherever he's from, uh, not from Parma. He sent us a bunch of YouTube links um, <laughs> that we didn't click on. So, sorry, Mikey. Um, we'll check out them later because apparently the software we have, if I go to click on this, it's going to crash it. Okay. We'll view the videos for next time then. Yep. Should I read the text on or? Yeah, sure. All right. It says, hooking up that pain, up that pain, it's insane, yeah, man, flow hard, in the yard, boulevard, yellow card. Yep. So I assume that has to do with the video we're supposed to watch that we're not <laughs> going to do right now. I would think so. It might also have to do with something with the pirate rap. The pirate rap. I forgot we did pirate rap yeah, last I'm time. I'm still mad at you about that. Who is? I am. Why? <laughs> so bad. We didn't do pirate rap. We did Kratos, I thought. We did, but we still listened to pirate rap. Well, I'll put pirate up this time. Do not put a pirate rap this I'll time. Put we discussed pirate. putting up Quack Like a Duck up this time. Quack Like a Duck. That could get us flagged, though. I thought about that. Yeah, really good. Well, um, no, we're explicit. And that, that that video is not. I can you. I can download that motherfucker right up. That's not copyrighted. Okay. Those stupid. I just. I figured the language would. No, we're explicit. Get us we're I know we're explicit, but is that uh, all platforms? They don't mm-hmm. care as long as you're flagged yep. explicit. Yep. Okay. All we right. could go alt-right speech if we want to right now. Mm-hmm. All right, well, wrap that for me. Like, put some actual stank on it. You want me to do that right now? I want you to. Quack like a duck. No, 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 no. <laughs> from Mike, not Mike in Brooklyn. Not Mike, not from Parma. I thought you were asking me to rap for you right now. Like, rap quack like a duck. <laughs> quack. Quack, quack like a duck. You quack like a duck when you fuck. <laughs> I like bread. Take every inch of your butt. <laughs> if you want to give me bread, it's stale. <laughs> it's fail. Oh, I thought we were talking about ducks. You feed bread, too. All right. Well, let's hope this is working because this thing is all goofy right now. All right, Mike. We'll check out your uh, your your videos for next week. We shall. Um, we'll come back to those. Um, yeah, if you want to hit up the podcast, though, send us a text message. Leave us a voicemail. 216 216- Two six zero five four eight four two one six two six zero five four eight four. Thanks to the sponsors, ArcanaCast.com and Ground Zero Comics and Cards, as well as our official um, taste testing segment brought to you by those sponsors, uh, Cleveland Jam. Check check it out. This jam, 
jams. Yeah, and also uh, you can text us at 216-264-5484. Text us. Oh, it's if you a want to talk number. about, um, we we get in our Gmail. Um, if you want to email us, it's slurred speech podcast two one six gmail dot com, and it, Twitter. I'm on Twitter pretty hardcore. So if you want to tweet the the podcast, it's u r b s Reddit. So it's u r b s Reddit. So feel free to tweet us. Um, I, I'm on Twitter quite quite proficiently. I think Daryl doesn't have anything to do with my Twitter, so um, <laughs> feel free to tweet us. So, Alright, well, guys. I'll get on the tweeter. Yeah, let's get out of here. Take it easy. Bye. Quack like a duck. Uh...